Welcome to Last First State Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 401 with Devon Loomis, Finding Beauty in the Breakup. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late for love and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and love. What is a woman of value, you might ask? She is someone who knows her worth, and she shows up, stands up, and speaks up. Every week, I bring you a tip on how to become that woman of value, and this week's tip is declutter your life. Everybody got involved with the Marie Kondo experience, or most of us did. I know I started folding my clothes differently, but we also have to declutter our life, not just our closets. And we often have people in our lives that are draining us. We are doing things that are not working for us. And so my challenge to you this week is to look at what is going on in your life right now that is not working and take one step to declutter, to, to stop the behaviors, to cut off a relationship with somebody who is really just draining the life out of you. Before I bring Devin on, I just want to let you know that I have a free Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. And we are a positive focused group that is um, highly supportive we don't allow ranting and victim mentality. We're really there to grow as people. And so if you're a woman over 40 and you're either in a relationship or looking for a relationship, join us at your last first date. And now for my guest, Devin Loomis is the founder of therelationshipcoach.com. He is a breakup specialist, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. He helps people get through any breakup. He helps you get over any X, and he helps to offer a clear path to finding authentic love. He offers effective processes and insights when nothing else seems to help. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. Great to have you. So let's first start with what inspired you to become a breakup specialist? Um, well, I would say it was less inspiration, more market demand. I was doing relationship work with people for about eight years and people started coming to me with breakup situations. That was like a pain point for them. And so I started seeing a trend of people coming to me for breakups. And so that's what got me focused on what is it that really helps get people through a breakup. And, uh, I went through one of the biggest things for me during through my path of finding deep, authentic love was a deep breakup. So I understood, I related to the pain and I found processes that helped me. So I started exploring and just focusing solely on the breakup. Mm. Yeah. Usually our own experiences are what inspires us to, to do the work that we do. Right. And um, that's great that you turned your mess into your message. <laughs> ah, Yes. So how can a person know when a relationship is really over? I like to delve deeper into the word relationship and look at the word partnership, because I think ultimately what we're all looking for is partnership because we're in relation to many different things. We're in relation to our family, our friends, but I think we're looking for partnership when it comes to romantic relationships. And in order for a partnership to work, both people need to show up. And for me, romantic relationships or partnerships are a vehicle for transformation because we can go our entire lives 
holding on to self-limiting beliefs, self-sabotaging behavior, um, insecurities, until life smacks us down and forces us to look at those things. But when we're in a conscious, what I call conscious or an authentic romantic partnership, where we both take responsibility for our internal worlds, and we use that relationship or partnership as a vehicle to work on those things, to sit in the discomfort and really unfold into the higher version of ourself, that's ultimately going to take us to the deeper levels of intimacy, intimacy, seeing deeply into one another on the deepest levels and seeing deep, more deeply and fully, fully into ourselves. And so that requires partnership. So if the other person is not willing to show up anymore, then the partnership is no longer there. And uh, just like if you own a business, part, if you have a partnership in business, if the partner is no longer showing up, then it's not a sustainable business. So if they're no longer willing to show up and do the work to sit in the discomfort, then it's usually over. So that's interesting. So the distinction between partnership and relationship, I like, the, um, I like that distinction. And I think, you know, I'm certainly an advocate for compassion and um, consciousness in relationship. My question is, um, how, okay, so say a person's not showing up, we're seeing the first signs of that. What, what does somebody do when they first notice their partner's not pulling their weight? Because I'm, I'm imagining that you're not saying, oh, the first time this happens, we're done. You're not pulling your side of the bargain, right? Absolutely not. So what do you suggest when they start to see these signs? First thing is just bringing it to the awareness, you know, softly and calmly communication is key. And it's really about the energetic state that we're bringing the issues to our partners with, but you know, to just point out, Hey, I've noticed something off in our connection. Have you noticed that the first step is awareness and then exploring that. Yeah. I definitely do not recommend just giving up and walking away. <laughs> Yeah, and I like the way the language is used. You notice something's off in the connection. And this can happen in friendships too. And I've noticed it in my friendships where I'm making a lot of the effort and <clears throat> the other person's not calling me back and not showing up, especially during a pandemic, when, which is what we're going through now. And hopefully when this show airs, we might be getting on the other side of it, but I'm not so sure about that. And you know, this is a time when people are seeking connection and really reaching out to people. And um, so what do you have to say about how this relates to friendships and not just romantic partnerships? Yeah, same thing, same thing. You know, bringing it to the awareness. Have you, got, have you noticed is everything all right? Yeah. You notice something's off, shifted in our connection? Yeah, and then to state what you would like instead of what's going on now? Yes, absolutely. I think some people, I think that for me, from my experience, I've, I've seen and had other friends that have developed kind of toxic relationships and the other person just isn't going to be receptive to that. So if there's, if there's, if they don't sense that there's any receptiveness on the other person's side, then sometimes well, you can still explore that. Right. But um, yeah, stating what you want, definitely good. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm sensing this is really about um, a few things that so one of them is also your own personal dignity um, that you have your own sense of self and what's important to you. And if a person isn't showing up, then it would be beneath you to keep tolerating bad behaviors. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Cause I, I think so many people do stay too long and tolerate bad behaviors. Yes. 
So if we notice that something is not aligned with the deeper levels of our being, it just feels something's off and it's not, we're not able to move through it, but we, we're staying there. And the first thing is to question why. What is the belief that's driving us? What, is the, what does it mean to us that we're staying there? And that, that's a lot of the work that I do is delving into the subconscious and delving into the belief systems that are there because those are drivers. So if we stay in, if we're noticing that we're staying in situations and not breaking free, it's important to look and do a deep dive within. And there's a lot of different processes out there to do that, but to look at and explore within ourselves, what is it that I'm believing about that I need to stay here? What is it that's, that's keeping me stuck in this situation? I think a lot of people don't even have that awareness to begin with, right? To even know, to ask that question. Um, mm -hmm. Many of my clients, when they first come to me, they have been tolerating bad behavior their whole lives, their whole lives. And it's very connected to their childhood, to how they were raised and how they were treated. And they just keep repeating these patterns over and over again. Um, so what do, you, what do you say about the connection between our downloaded love blueprint from our family and the way that we choose partners today it's there <laughs> to start it's there uh, when we look at conditioning when we go back into processes like hypnosis or hypnotherapy and we regress consciousness back to childhood we can see how almost all of the belief systems and patterning programming that we developed for romantic compatibility and relationships goes back to childhood yeah yeah. And, and the great news is, though, is as soon as we become aware of that, conscious of it, and are willing to go within, we're tired of repeating those patterns, we have the opportunity to go in and, and reformat that programming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and very empowering to do that. Um, yeah, I, and I think people really need to hear that because so many of us grew up in homes where we didn't get the love we needed or we weren't validated just for who we were, but for what we did. And so knowing that we can go in and change that is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things you say is you don't get over a breakup, you get through it. So can you take us through your method of helping people get through a breakup? Sure. The first part, well, it's, it's kind of in our, our zeitgeist, right? You get over the relationship and then so people with that languaging they try to do things that will get them over it rather than getting through it there's a process that needs to be honored the first step is is accepting that it's over and we can delve more into that as far as getting closure but it's accepting that it's over and then going through the grieving phase and this is a phase that cannot be rushed and it comes and shows up differently for different people but i notice a lot of people blocking that process they're scared of the breakdown. They're scared to appear weak. The breakdown is important. The grieving process is important. And then after the grieving process has moved through, and this isn't linear. Sometimes we work through some of these, incorporate some of the other aspects, the components of the process into the different stages. But then we look at the relationship. We look at why it came into our experience. Because it wasn't just, we don't come together with people just to experience one another or to have a life experience. There are lessons that we need to learn. There are things that we need to integrate into our, our life. So it's exploring why the relationship needed to come into our life. And as painful as sometimes it seems, and as, 
so often it seems like life is working against us. It's really not. The relationship came in to teach us certain things. And we need to explore what those deeper lessons are and then integrate them. And once we do that, once we can clearly see why it played out the way it did and why it was necessary in our path, that's usually when we find the acceptance, the closure, even if our partner didn't offer that to us, because that's that tends to happen a lot of times on the woman's side, the man, the man doesn't offer full closure. And then we put on the, the hat of the student and we get into looking at and discovering what it is we're really looking for. Not just, I want someone who's nice, not just, um, I want someone who's funny. What are the deeper qualities that we're looking for? Not just in a partner, but in the partnership. What are those things that we're looking for? And then continuing with that, how do the student learning communication, learning about how higher authentic romantic, romantic relationships or partnerships can operate, really just delving in and doing the study and the learning so that we're better prepared to, to experience and find that, that last first date. I love it. Um, so you're accepting that it's over. And I think that's, that's where people really get stuck. It's that hope. And, you know, Something that drives me nuts is seeing so many people who are experts out there talking about how to get your ex back. And it's like, right? <laughs> it makes me crazy because most of the time you don't want your ex back, right? So yeah, you just threw your hands up in the air for anybody who's not watching this on video. Tell me why you had that reaction. So Sandy, going back to the original question of why I started this specifically, I was working, you know, the market was, everyone was telling me to, that the breakups is what they were struggling with. But what I saw were so many of them before they came to me had signed up for programs or gone and sought people out or were following people on YouTube that were giving the techniques on how to get your ex. And I thought that that was really um, playing to a low level of us. It, it was insincere. It was just about making money and playing to people's um, state um, states that, uh, of grief and that didn't feel right to me. So I wanted to offer an alternative to that. That was the main reason why I actually started offering this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah, and I think it gives people this false hope that there's something broken in them and if they just try harder, somehow that X is gonna be coming back and it's, it's often with manipulation and all kinds of things that I so don't agree with. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that we're in alignment here. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and there's another thing that I'm curious how you feel about, because I have a very specific idea about this one too. Um, how do you feel about being friends with an ex? If it's just after a breakup, I, I recommend that if you feel like you need to get through that, like there's still deep attachments and you're not able to actually go in and do your inner work, make that mental separation, do your inner work and move forward, then, then I recommend you being friends, but no contact friends. Um, if the sexual energy is still there, there's still that draw and the other person. Um, so something that just popped up for me, a lot of people think they need to stop loving. And, and the, the problem isn't love, it's the attachments that the mind creates. So if we still feel like we're attached and we're not able to move through that attachment, the best thing is to remain friends at a distance. And if the other person feels like they have moved past those attachments, but the other person has not moved past those attachments, because I see this a lot too, 
and that person who doesn't have the attachments anymore still wants to remain friends and they're confused why the other person doesn't, it's not fair to the other person. We need, we need to honor their space and their process as well. Yeah. So I agree with that. I think often when a relationship ends, it's not mutual. And one person is yearning for something that the other person can't give them. And staying hooked in that relationship can be really detrimental because, you know, the first part of what your process is, the acceptance that it's over, can be really difficult if you're still so connected to this person. I have seen too many people who still hold out hope that somehow this person's going to come back or they, they compare every single future person to that person and they don't understand why they can't find love, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it really is circumstantial, I think, what, how the relationship ends, what, how much time has gone by. You know, I think it's going to be personal for people, but there are people who hold it as a badge of honor that they're still friends with all their exes. And I'm just like, I don't know, they're my exes for a reason. That's usually because there isn't even a friendship anymore. You know, they're not showing up for me. And like you said at the beginning, and I don't want to be with these people who, who don't show up for me. I mean, they're not, they don't have my back. They're not really friends. So when somebody says, but can't we stay friends? I'm like, but you weren't my friend. <laughs> if you were, I wouldn't be ending this. Like, just, just. Well, you know. and, and also in moving forward in relationship, in our new partnerships, a lot of times I see that as well. Well, I'm friends with all of my exes and I'm not going to break those ties for you. And I think it's important to not compromise our deeper self, but at the same time, we need to be respectful of the other person in that partnership. So I'm still, I'm still, I still have love for all of my exes, but I don't, mm -hmm. I don't talk to them every week. I don't, I'm not in constant communication with mm -hmm. them out of respect for my partner. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also, that's, a, that's another whole topic is right. integrating the new partner into your life and how much you bring in the old relationships. Um, all right. So what are some of the biggest mistakes people make after a breakup? Jumping into a new relationship. That's number one. Let me yeah. just, let me, I'm in so much pain. Let me just search for some, the quick fix. And then we get involved with someone else and we never work through the actual process. And then we end up in a cycle of that relationship doesn't work. So we jump to another one and that one doesn't work. And it's just a cycle. Yeah. So getting with someone new mm -hmm. right away. Like they say, get under someone to get over someone. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard so many experts, you know, use that terminology and it makes me cringe every time. And I don't want to judge. Everyone has a different path, but typically that's not the best process or path. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people like in my Facebook group, for example, who needed like after a marriage ends, for example, and it's it, the marriage was dead for a long time and maybe their sex life was completely dormant. And so they immediately got involved sexually with people because they had to have some sense of self and get back, you know, their sexual mojo. And it worked for them. Um, I think if you're clear about what you want and not everybody is clear. I had a guy come to me who was widowed and he... He was, he's a casual friend and he came up to me and he said, yeah, I'm sleeping with women. I mean, his wife had died just a few months before and he's like, is it, is it a problem that I'm, you know, that I'm sleeping around? And I said, it's not a problem for me. I mean, like, is it a problem for the women you're with? Like, are, 
how, what are you, what are you looking for? Are you honest with these women about where you are emotionally and how willing you are to be in relationship? And so, it, you know, that to me is the more of the question. It's not, did I now move on from the loss of my wife and I'm ready to jump into something else? If you're not leading people on, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an issue. How, how would you have answered him? So for everyone who's, who's just listening on audio, I've been nodding my head the whole time. I'm in complete <laughs> agreement. Yeah, it's individual specific and it's really about being authentic when we develop those new connections. Here's where I am. Here's what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the relationships that people have trouble getting over. We talked a little bit about people who hold on to the past. Um, can you address the types of relationships that people don't get over and why that is? The one that I typically work with, because I usually work with outliers and people who have already done quite a bit of inner work, are people who feel that they signed a soul contract with someone. It's like, uh, you know, we came down here and we were soulmates and we were supposed to experience one another. And that was the only one for me. That was the one. And that's been reinforced through a lot of literature, a lot of movies, a lot of Facebook groups. But it's a limiting perspective. It's relatively real. We can have that experience. But there's also a way to move through that and find that same level of love and connection again. So we can choose to believe that. And usually people do. And they hold on to that belief until it's bringing them so much pain that they want to move on. So typically that's what I see is, is people feeling that it's a soulmate type of connection, the, the love of their life, and they'll never find it again. But that doesn't have to be the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that. I find that with, with loss as well as breakups. You know, that was my one true love. I'll never find somebody again. And then there are other people who say, I believe I have many partners and many soulmates and, and everybody is here for a reason, right? Like you said before, we can learn from each relationship, even if it was somebody who we lost, um, not just through a breakup, but this person was sent to me for a reason. And what can I, how can I bring that love out into the world? So this is something that comes up a lot for women and probably with some men too, but often there is no closure. And you brought it up before that women often feel there's no clear ending. I know women who've been ghosted after six months, six dates. Uh, how, do, how do people find closure? That's a really um, confusing situation to experience. I had that happen to me with someone who I was deeply in love with mm. and they just disappeared. So there's no inherent meaning from my perspective. There's no inherent meaning in life. We're meaning making machines. So when something like that happens, the immediate thing that we go to is our mind wants to understand and it wants to know what they were thinking. It wants to know if it's really over. We have the option of creating the meaning ourselves. We have the option of saying, this is why I believe it happened. This is, and I'm not talking about affirmations. I'm talking about a real acceptance of writing down the reasons why we think that it really, um, that it ended. And, and then just accepting that. Now, if people have a difficult time doing that, which almost always we do, then there are processes like what I call interactive meditation or formerly known as hypnotherapy. I try to stray away from that word because there's been a lot of uh, you know, stage hypnosis with people barking like dogs and all those Hollywood movies that, that display hypnotherapy in a poor light. So I use interactive meditation. But we have ways of accessing the subconscious. 
and, and, and the subconscious, the deeper levels of our being can actually step back and see why everything played out the way that it did and see what the best next steps moving forward are. So there's two levels to that. One is making the decision of choosing on our own why it's over and making that meaning ourselves, and then delving into the subconscious with deeper processes and seeing really why it was, why it happened the way that it did and finding closure through that process. And I've seen these processes. The reason why I started implementing that specific process into this is I used to use it for people who lost a loved one to death and they weren't able to get closure from that. And this is a process that we use to help people in that circumstance. And so I branched that over into relationships and finding closure in that. Hmm. Very interesting. Because I think what, what people often do is they beat themselves up or they get really angry or they shut down to future relationships and they don't trust anymore. I mean, there's so many, again, beliefs that people can make up around why it happened. Um, and it's, it's important to have closure for yourself. And I, I always say that if a person just disappears like that, it doesn't give me a reason why. I, I like to say, why would I want to be in a relationship with somebody who can't communicate their feelings and can't be kind enough to tell me that things were not going well? I mean, it's, I wouldn't want to stay in a relationship like that. So that helps me if somebody just disappears. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to use that. All right. <laughs> so Devin, this is just such a great conversation. And um, if you can share with us one last question, um, how, if you have any advice for, for people who want to go on their last first date um, in terms of breakups, what would you say to those people? To listen to this show again, because it's so it's so important to, to go in and go through the process, the actual process. And if we don't, we're going to be carrying all of that baggage into the next relationship. So go in and actually honor the process of grief, of learning, of acceptance, go through the entire process so that you can be prepared for that, that last first date. I love that. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, thank you so much. And tell us uh, how people can find you and if you have a free gift or anything you'd like to share with our audience. Sure. So if people go to, first of all, I'm, I really encourage people to join your group because community, <laughs> especially community, is not about just complaining because there's that out there, but actually people who are willing to do work. So I really encourage people to join your group. Um, people can find me at therelationshipcoach.com. That's one word, therelationshipcoach.com. And as soon as you land there, you can get access to the Beyond the Breakup playbook. And if you want some help during your process, if you feel stuck or confused, from there you're taken to the option to set up a free 45-minute call with me. Because what I do isn't, isn't um, for everybody. So I hop on the call, I help people get some clarity and see if we're aligned to work together. And then from there we can talk about moving forward. Awesome. This is, this is wonderful. I think people really will benefit from everything you shared today. Just the whole process of really learning to process through your feelings, not to ignore them, but to take a look so you don't keep repeating patterns the rest of your life. And you can actually find authentic love. So yeah. thank you. Thank you for doing this work. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. And if you love our show, please rate and review us. 
subscribe wherever you find your podcasts and we hope you go on your last first date very soon.